pastor came to me and said, Elder, on July 14th, we need you to preach. I just looked at him and said, okay. Okay. There is change in the air. Things are going to change. We can't stay where we are. We can't continue to do the same things that we are doing. That's not good enough. We've got to get to the next level. And Christ is calling us to elevate. To elevate. And in order to elevate, you need to be an overcomer. There are obstacles, there are challenges that are placed within your life. They're not by accident. They're with a purpose. They're with a specific design to bring something out of you, to help you to understand more about you and your God. On behalf of the Ephesus Church Board and the church leadership, I can report to you in confidence with 100% accuracy that this afternoon, Pastor Terrence Taylor is not going to be here physically. But Pastor Terrence is here. The Spirit of God is here. And the reason why I know that is because you're here. I have seen within your lives what Pastor Terrence and his family has poured into each and every one of us. That's one of the reasons why I can stand here normally if that call was given to me last year you'd see this uh, pastor I'm not ready uh, I, 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 I don't have a word I don't know what to say uh, but because of what he is doing through the power of the Holy Spirit he's helped me to overcome those anxieties those fears I can stand before God's people and I can deliver a word. I can say something of encouragement and I pray that is what God will do this afternoon to stir your hearts to push yourselves to become better people fit for God's kingdom and to understand and to know what God is doing to equip us for the challenges that are coming. I'm not perfect. I'm broken. I have a dark side. I'm going to share some of that with you. It's right over there. I work for the U.S. Army. And I had the privilege of spending four years in Iraq. things that we need to do who we 
is a conflict within me. And as Pastor Terrence asked to preach, I asked, who's going to preach? I pray that it will be my God and Savior because I am an overcomer. Thank you, Jesus. Are you let us pray. Father God in heaven, we have arrived at this appointed hour. A time in which, Lord, we ask that your spirit will lead out. And that your spirit will guide. May the words that come out of my lips, Lord, be those from on high. Hide me behind the cross, O oh Jesus that as I lift you up, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will draw others unto you, that as they see, that they will see you. Father, this is our prayer. This is our desire. In Jesus' name, amen. My road to becoming an overcomer began in April of 2005. As I began to prepare for my second deployment into Iraq. My first deployment was for six months and I kind of enjoyed it. I liked what I was doing. The climate agreed with me. I love hot weather. Me and Frisbee, we, we, we love that. We love the heat. Okay? There's no difference between 110 and 120. It's just hot. But I also enjoyed what I was doing in helping to restore some of the infrastructure, helping people to get their lives back together. But more importantly than that was helping them to understand that we are not here to hurt you. We are here to help you. And as Pastor Terrence has been pouring into us throughout these many months, what he's really been trying to help us to understand is that we need to be equipped if we're going to make these changes that we're looking forward to coming in the future. That we can't stay where we are. We can't continue to do the things that we do. And so one of the things that they do as you're deploying is they equip you. And I'm going to give you a picture of that.
What is God equipping you with? What are you carrying? Are you carrying baggage? Or are you carrying equipment that you need to be able to defend and meet the challenges of the day? If you have your Bibles or your smartphones, uh, I'd like for you to turn to Matthew 19. And I want you to put your fingers on verse 13. As I said before, our mission is to get from here to the heavenly near. The only thing is, is that we can't get there by ourselves. We've got to bring somebody, at least, or others with us. That's the mission. That's the calling that Christ has placed upon his children. Who do I labor for? That's correct. Who do I work for? No. Who do I work for? Hmm? No, I labor for God. Okay? There's a difference between work and labor. Okay? When you work, that's a vocation, that's a, a job, that's something that you do to take care of yourself, to acquire funds. But when you labor, that is something different. It has a spiritual aspect for it. When a woman goes to a, the hospital to have a baby, what do they call that? Labor. Is that work? No, it's much, much more than work. Okay? That is pain. That is suffering. That is doing something that you don't want to do, but you know you have to do it. God is calling us to be co laborers with him in this work. There are individuals that we can meet. I cannot meet your friends because I don't have a relationship with them. But you do. The question is, do you understand why that relationship exists? What is it doing for you? What is it doing for the other individual? How is God blessing that relationship? How is it maturing? What are you pouring in to the other individual? And what is that other individual pouring into you? Okay. What's going on? What is God sharing with you? What is he sharing with you to share with others? That's a part of being an overcomer. An overcomer is a story. It's an experience. It's one that has gone through a trial and come out on the other side victorious. Is Jesus an overcomer? Oh, you don't believe it. Is Jesus an overcomer? Are you an overcomer? If we are following Jesus, we are overcomers.
And in doing so, we have a story to share with others. We have an experience that can help build broken bodies back together again. Because in doing so, we show the love, the care, the concern of Jesus. In Matthew 19 and verse 13, it says, One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so that he could lay hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. Verse 14. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And, Jesus, and he placed his hands on the heads and blessed them before he left. If our mission is to get from here to heaven, what do we have to do? Don't, don't be shy. We have to overcome, but we have to be like little children. We have to be like little children. Why do we have to be like children? Hmm? They're teachable. What else? They're pure in heart. They have an insatiable desire to love. They cherish their parents. And hopefully their parents are teaching them the right things. So there are three entities in this little situation. We know who Jesus is. We have the disciples. We have the parents. And we have the children. Who are you? Are you the disciple? Roadblocks, problems, difficulties, illness, injuries. Are you the parent? The one that is watching out for the children, guiding them, directing them, loving them, teaching them. Or are you the children? You kind of get an idea of what's going on in the background here? What, why would the disciples want to hinder the children? Hmm? Why do they want to be obstacles? The reason why they're the obstacles is because they fail to believe what Jesus was sharing with them earlier. They were so caught up in themselves and jockeying for position, trying to figure out who's going to be number one. And if you have to go back to chapter 18, and it talks about that. And it says, about that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child him and put the child among them. Then he said, 
I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sin and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in you to fall into sin, it would be better for you if you had a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. We need to appreciate children. But at the same time, we need to learn from them. Because just as I painted that picture before, adults can do it, right? But I had a lot of baggage that I was carrying all by myself. But a child can't do that. Can a child carry all of that? So children don't carry a lot of baggage. Hmm. Food for thought. How are you going to make it into heaven? Don't pack for it. You may not make it. You got too much baggage. You got to let some of that stuff go. You got to be humble. You got to be loving. You got to be kind. Hopefully generous. But as we begin to make those changes, what we really need to understand and what Pastor Terrence has been sharing us, and it's even more than Pastor Terrence, it's what the Holy Spirit is sharing with us, is that we need to bring people to Jesus. We need to bring the crowd to Jesus, and then we need to bring Jesus to the crowd. We need to be tying the stuff together because that's how important it is. It's not important about how much we have, but it's important about what we have. Okay? The world is going to tell you your actions are who you are. And that's not true. It's not your actions, but it's your choices that lead to actions. That's who you really are. And we need to be making good choices. We need to be learning more about God and what he has designed for us. We need to understand that it is our choices that define us. Our mission is again to get from earth to heaven. And we do that by bringing others with us. It's not about bringing baggage, but it's about bringing other people. It's about bringing other experiences, other examples that guide and direct others towards Christ. If we're not doing that, we're failing. We're failing. We're failing. 
My second tour lasted for three and a half years. And I stayed there because it was important. But ultimately, my mission was to get back home. And it was interesting, on the 4th of July, we were sitting out back, and Becky and I began talking. And she says, well, Elder, the, the first time that I really, you know, began to get to know you is when other church members started talking about you, but you were in Iraq. I didn't know you, but I knew of you. And the things that people were sharing there and things that the church did for me, they sent me care packages, and you don't know how much I appreciated that. That's being a child of God. The dictionary describes the word overcomer as a verb. It's an action. It's not something that you can sit down and carry out. One of the definitions is, is to defeat in a competition or, or conflict. A conqueror. The other is to prevail over mental or moral efforts to surmount, to overpower with, as with emotion. So to be affected deeply. And then the last says to surmount opposition, win out, win out. The question this afternoon is, are you an overcomer? Are you like the children and the parents in that story with Jesus and the disciples? Are you willing to come to Jesus and to push through whatever roadblocks may be there so that Jesus can say, let the little children come unto me? Or are you willing to just Surrender. Sit back. Do nothing. Be a bench warmer. Support the team, but not in physical ways, but just being there. The news that I want to bring to you is that the bench belongs to the devil. If you're not actively engaged, if you're not moving forward, if you're not challenging yourself, if you're not taking on more responsibility, you're not moving forward. You're just on the bench, just showing up and contributing. It's important for us to understand that we are overcomers. And it's important to know that in overcoming, it helps us to know God. Because overcomers 
assist lost people in becoming saved. Overcoming helps us to find freedom because overcomers save people in becoming pastors. It's important to know that overcoming helps us discover purpose because overcomers assist pastored people in becoming trained. It's important to know that in overcoming, it helps us to make a difference because overcomers assist trained people in becoming mobilized. It puts us into action. We talked earlier about Hope City and what does that mean? What does Hope City mean? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Hope City should stand for H, hospitality, healing, health, helping. The O should stand for others, providing options, opportunities, optimism. The P should stand for people, places, priorities, the E should stand for providing exits, energy, engagement, and exercise. And the C stands for community. And the I stands for it. The T stands for takes. And the Y stands for you. It takes you. the code of overcoming. And we understand what that means more than just pouring in and pouring out. But what it means is a set of values that we are trying to help each and every member to understand that it's going to take us making changes within our lives so that others can be benefited. It's taking ownership. It's taking value. It's being real. It's exercising faith. It's being an example of leadership. And it is participating in worship. As I begin to What does it take for you to become an overcomer? What is the spark that is going to propel you forward? For me, during that time spent in Iraq, it was recognizing that one day, God willing, I would come home. And for me, that date was December 11th, 2008. That was my overcomer's day. That was the date that I was set to come back home. And so I gathered up all my gear. And in the army, we have a saying, hurry up and wait. And so it's not like you go to an airport they have set times that flights are going to take off 
It's that you get to the base and you wait for the next available flight. And so that morning I got ready at 7. And the way that I came in was the way that I thought I was going out. And so I got on coming in one of these rickety planes, a C-130, where they just crammed you all into the back of this plane. And as long as the engines weren't spinning, there was no air conditioning. And it was about 120 degrees out there. And we're all packed into the back of that plane. And it was about an hour before we took off. And so you're just sweating. You're just sweating. And then finally you get up into the air. And it's just a bumpy, rickety flight. The plane is noisy, shaky. And that's the way I expected to leave. But praise God, he had mercy on me. Going out, I got a jet. And in the C-130 coming in, you didn't have a bathroom. But on the jet going out, you had a bathroom. You had air conditioning. Whether the engines were running or not, you had air conditioning. And it was one of the most thrilling and exciting days for me because I knew I was making my way back home. It didn't matter how long it took just as long as I knew that I was on my way back home. Jesus is calling us back home. Jesus is asking us to pack our bags, but not those bags. Not those kind of bags, but he's asking us, which children are you going to bring home? Which children are you going to help to become overcomers? Which children are you going to share those examples with? I felt like all of my life I've been in the military even as a child. And as the worship leader was talking about, you know, your dad. My dad had seven boys. It was no joke. If you were late coming to the table for dinner, you didn't get dinner. And I'm the oldest. The dark secrets in my life are that when I put on that uniform, I want to take charge. I want to bark out orders. I want to tell people what to do. We need to get things going. This is not right. That's not right. That needs to be changed. You better be doing this. But as a child of God, I have to recognize that that's not what God is calling me to be. Even though I want to do those things, I can't. Because that's not a Christ-like spirit. A Christ-like spirit will allow others to develop those traits. My role is to encourage, to coach, to mentor, 
appreciated two weeks ago something that you said in that I live in the big city of Walla Walla and Gwen knows some of the same people that I work with and Gwen talked to them and as soon as they, she knows that they work at the core she said oh do you know Simeon and then they have conversation but Gwen said one of the most surprising things that I really appreciated she says that when she talked with those people, she found out that I'm the same person here as I am there. And that's not me, but that's my God in me. Because that's what's going to make this thing work. That's what's going to draw more people into this church is how do we present Who do people see Jesus in you? That's what's going to grow the church. And as we begin to make some difficult changes here at the church, don't focus on the change. Focus on the choice. Because that's what defines us. That's what makes us who we are. The choices that we make in life. Because when we do that, we show where our loyalty is. When I put that uniform on, I represent the United States Army. But I'm not here to get you to join the United States Army. I'm here to get you to join the Army of Christ. Because that one will last. That one has a future. That one has a true leader that is going to do everything possible to get us home in spite of the difficulties, in spite of the obstacles that are going to confront us. Join that army. Be that soldier for Christ. Is there anyone here that is willing to stand up for Jesus? And that is willing to be a part of his army, his ministry. Is there one? God bless you. I ask that you really take to heart the obstacles that are put within your path and to understand that God doing everything possible to save us. We have everything that we need. We don't need more money. We don't need a bigger church. What we need are committed children of God. And Christ will do everything else. He's equipping us. He's giving us those experiences. He's giving us those challenges that will take us from this life to the next. It is what Christ is calling us to do. Become 
an overcomer. Take that journey homeward. Determine in your heart to do all you can.